Welcome to the Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast, where our stories become oral histories created to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation. I am Tangela Irby. I am your host. And today I would like to introduce you to my cousin, Hope Kennedy. Hope Kennedy resides in Boston, Massachusetts, and they've always just been a three-hour car ride away. Growing up, we spent lots of time there with family. I had aunts there. I had cousins. And now, you know, we're moving on to the next generation. Hope is the mother of one, Tashani. I had the opportunity to have them come and visit with me when I lived in Bloomfield during a school break. They came and they spent a week in Bloomfield with me. And as I'm thinking about that, I'm immediately thinking about how Tashani locked herself in the bathroom. <laughs> like yeah that was he said like, I can't get out oh my goodness that was crazy <laughs> so luckily luckily I did have a key to the bathroom and we were able to let her out Hope, welcome to the podcast hi thank you for welcoming me thank you for being here so Hope why don't you take a few minutes to tell us a little bit about yourself before you start sharing with us about your experience in G's Bend growing up okay well, I am uh, 48 years old. I've been living in Boston, Massachusetts all my life. I do have a daughter who's 20 years old. She is in her undergrad at UMass Boston, majoring in biology um, and pre-med, which I'm very grateful for. She's a good child. Uh, I can't say she's really good. I'm grateful to the Lord for that. But I've been working in Boston Public Schools for over 20 some years. I've been working with special needs kids and I love my job and it's excellent. And I'll probably be doing it for another 20 years. If my health stays the same, glory be to God. I am a new homeowner, just purchased um, last August. I'm very happy about that. And I'm very happy that my cousin is doing these podcasts on behalf of our generation and our legacy. Thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words. And your family has always been very supportive. Your mother, your aunt, my mother, my aunts, you know, they've always had a very good relationship. And I think that, you know, we can also say that that relationship has been passed down to us. We don't always see each other. We don't always get to talk. But when we see each other, there's nothing, nothing but love. Right. Like no time has passed. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We just pick up where we've left off. And so we'll try right. not to be too silly on this call. Because I know can... that's right. Cause I'm about to say the same thing. Tell you better not start laughing because it's going to be over. Clip. So, well, let's get into the business before we start being silly. I know unlike, I did not get to spend a lot of summers. We didn't do summers in, in Alabama, but I know from our early age, that was what you would do. So I am excited to hear about some of your experiences and things that you remember from time with your grandparents. So can you just start off with telling us who your grandparents were? Okay, my grandparents was uh, Mary Elizabeth Kennedy and Houston Kennedy. And, you know, of course, they lived in G's Bend. And I would go there every summer. In the beginning, when you're young, you know you don't want to go. You got one street light. Lord Jesus, they got one light and everything else just dark. But however it may be, I have to say my grandparents were the best grandparents ever. I know a lot of people say that, but they were. They not only were grandparents, they were teachers. And I, liked, I love the fact that when I went, my grandfather always knew one thing he made sure I had was watermelons. 
every summer he would get two watermelons and put them on the front porch. He said, hey there, gal. I got you no watermelons done. And I said, oh, thank you, granddaddy. And you know them watermelons be gone before that end of that week. You already know that. And I was just, you know, sometimes we look back at things and, you know, we say when we're in it, we really don't understand. But once we've gotten older and we have our own children and life presents itself, those things that they taught us comes back. And I'm so grateful that my grandmother and my grandfather didn't cut corners with us. You know, we did get whoopings. And they say, and we country folks say whoopings. And, you know, American folks say spankings. But no, we got whoopings. And when you was out of line, grandma didn't have no patience with that. But they didn't have a lot. But they made it do. And I'm so glad for the small things. Even like the things that we did on Saturdays. We would always go to Camden. We would hit Walmart. Then, then it was Woolworths. I don't know what it is now. But we would go to Woolworths and we would go to the fruit stand. And granddaddy would always sit in the truck and wait for me and mommy and grandma to go and come back. And he said, what you got there, gal? And he said, uh, Doc, that's what they call my grandmother, Doc. They, they say, Doc, I hope you ain't bought that gal no candy. And, I, <laughs> and she said, Houston, you just be quiet. Oh, man, I'll be in the back just giggling. Oh, it was just the best time. Even though Camden from Boykin was a long ride you know when you little it just seems forever things I remember the most is when my grandmother in the house they had a three-bedroom two of the rooms had two beds and the other room was her and my grandfather's room you know they had the one bed man we tried to sleep in them other rooms she was like that's for company I said grandma we is company <laughs> she said no you not go on in there gal we would get up every morning. It was a routine. Like my mother was on this podcast a couple of weeks ago and she ain't tell no lie. You know, when you heard that pot percolating, it was time to get up. I don't care if it was still dark outside or rooster hand crawled. You hear that. Pop, 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 pop. Get on up and get ready because the day is about to begin. And he'd sit out there and he'd be chewing his tobacco. And you up, gal? Yes, big granddaddy, I'm up. He's like, all right, go see what munch. That's what I mean, it's called a munch. And they said, go see what much got for you to do today. And I said, oh, Lord, we're going to be in here. Oh, my God. We got chores from the front to the back. With all of that being said, the, the things that we had to do was lessons learned, hard work. Don't always depend on other people to do things for you. When you don't have enough, you make do with what you have and you stretch it. Um, my grandparents taught me that. Grandma used to make her own butter. So I had to churn the butter. Oh, my goodness. You keep churning until your arms fall off. I can say, Grandma, my, my arms hurt. She said, keep going. Is it hard? No, keep going. Oh, man, I'm churning and churning. Anyone who doesn't know what churning butter is, this um, wooden pot, it sits up real high and it has like a big stick you put in the middle of it. And you put your milk and all whatever she's going to put in it. And you churn, churning means like you just push it. Oh, what we call today, bat, um, stirring, mixing. So we were the mixers when we was making the butter, okay? We the mixers, not that one you usually you plug in the day and go, no. It was human mixing. And until that butter got, until it got real, real creamy with to the point you couldn't lift up the stick anymore, then we knew it was ready. But, you know, just those small things, like we had no worries about anything, you know? I said, one thing I remember the most by my grandparents' house, they had a back door. And that back door had no knob. 
The only thing holding that back door was a chain and a lock. Wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all hear me? We up in the woods and a back door with nothing but a chain and a lock through that hole. And I used to go to the, I even go to the bathroom. Y'all hold all night long because I swear somebody's looking through that hole. <laughs> and the cows and the pigs. But you know, they had a farm and we used to go out there. Granddaddy, they had a, what's something called a slap bucket. I'm telling you, these are life lessons that was that will take you over. They had a slot bucket, and that was everything that we didn't want. They gave it to the pigs. And I had to take that slot bucket, and it was bigger than me. I was dropping it on the ground, everything just spilling over. But my grandfather was so kind and loving. He would always help me lift it up. And then, you know, he, he would say, well, girl, this is how we survive. And, I, you know, at the time, when you're being small, you don't know nothing about no survival. I'm looking around like... All I see is sticks and how we surviving, but not even knowing as I've gotten older, these are the things that they did, you know, especially what my family, Uncle Boston used to come down, always coming when he come, he's all give me a dollar. You know, that was the best thing ever. And I said, Uncle Boston, you got some money? No, I got no more money, girl. So, and he used to come and sit on the porch with granddaddy and I would be out there being nosy, you know, and they always said, go on in the house, gal, you in grown folks business. Oh man, that was that time when they said, y'all in grown folks business. I can say it now, go on in that room, you <laughs> got a grown folks business. But it was teaching us something that when you young, you don't need to be interfering into what the adults were doing. And I, and I can really appreciate that now. I used to go up the hill and I used to go to Aunt Ruth's house. Oh, Aunt Ruth was a teacher. And you know, when she, oh man, she always had a lesson for somebody. I'm like, Aunt Ruth, it's summertime. I'm, but she always wanted to give us a lesson. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm grateful that before she passed, we had an opportunity to go and see her. And she was the same then. Never changed. She was always the same. And she showed us love all the time. And Uncle Johnny, everybody, it was just, it was just amazing. And they all lived in the same community and they always looked out for each other. Even when I was going down to the store. Oh man, we had a little store owned by my family. Now look here, we were entrepreneurs and we didn't even know we were entrepreneurs. And I said, wait a minute, I should get something free. But shoot, my cousin didn't play that game. You better come down there with some money. And she, she said, this store got to run. But I was grateful for the store and the hot pickles that we had and everything. My time in G's been was the best times that I can remember in my life. And not to be sad or sad, but when my grandmother passed, it was very hard for me. It was my last year of high school. I knew, I always complained about going, but I knew that when I went the next time, it wouldn't be the same. Everything that we did there was fabulous. We had good times. Bad times, sad times, but all in all, I'm very grateful that my family, my legacy is G's Ben. And I'm grateful that I had an opportunity to sit down with my grandmother, even right now with the quilts. As some of you may know, our legacy of the quilts. And see my grandmother just sitting there with a needle and thread every time. You know what? I, now I look back, it was what we call bonding time. Didn't know it then, but we was bonding because every time she get ready to sew, she'd be like, girl, put that thread in the eye of that needle. I was like, mama, why you can't put it? 
but my eyes ain't good. You know, her eyes were good, but she was teaching me something and she would sit there and we would talk and we're singing. My grandmama was very religious. She loved God and she would start singing them songs and everything. And I said, oh, grandma, why are you always singing songs? And she said, because God is good, baby. And when you get older, you're going to know God. I don't know God. All I know is, you know, I'm little. But now that I'm older and I've accepted Jesus Christ in my personal life, it's the best thing ever for me. And all of that started in G's Ben with my grandparents and my aunts and all my uncles and my cousins. You know, I remember a time when grandma, I didn't know anything about planting anything, but at some point, one point in time, we had to plant sweet potatoes. You better remember where you plant them sweet potatoes because you'll be out there looking around, trying to dig up and don't even know where. And grandmama would get so mad. She'd be like, gal, you ain't know where you put them? And I said, oh, Lord, I don't know where them potatoes are. So I spent hours out there trying to figure out where I put them sweet potatoes but I know one thing I had better have five them because grandma's gonna whoop me if I ain't get them and bring them back in that house she could have easily said forget it but she was teaching me hard work and commitment once you start something you stay with it as a single mom and living in Massachusetts no matter how hard things get I always make sure that I'm hard work and determination I will come out on top and I learned that from them I do say this is that I wouldn't take it back for nothing in the world, the experience and the love that I had when I went there. And I'm just so grateful that I am a part of this family and a part of this legacy and that I have an opportunity to tell my story. Cause you know, a lot of times people don't have an opportunity to tell their story. What do you want Tashani to know about her legacy? Man, truth be told, I wish my grandparents were still living so she can experience the legacy. You know what I mean? Because these young people now, they think everything is money, money, money. Give it to me. Give it here quick. This, that, that. Do you know? But for her, she had, even though she's the only child, she had to work for everything she had. If she, if she got bad grades in school, she was not getting that new PlayStation or play or whatever, little Nintendo, Game Boy, whatever it is, whatever that she wanted, she was never handed anything. She had, she knows right now that I tell her, whatever you want out of life, don't let anyone stand in your way. You work for it and then you make it become yours. And that's why, and I think, honestly, I think I taught her too well you know, I'm teaching her how to, to, to weigh out things, you know, do the things you can do and the things you can't do, you push it to the side for later. And that's one thing that I told her and, all, and I always want her to see me as a role model. That's why I really made it my business to purchase a home so she can have some something to call her own when I leave. And then I can leave down to her, you know, pass down to her and her kids. And one thing about it is that also I told her no matter how family does you or what they say or which direction they go, you still love them, you still respect them, and you still stay loyal to them. She's, she's on that pathway just the same, and I'm grateful to that on today. Words to live by, words to live by. Well, Hopi, that's what we used to call you since mm -hmm. we were going yesterday, right? <laughs>
Yeah. Well, Hopi, I enjoyed spending time with you today on the podcast. I thank you again for saying yes when I asked. There was no hesitation. And for all of your kind words, just know that this endeavor is not about me. It's about leaving just that, a legacy for the next generation because our babies, my nieces, won't benefit from being able to sit on grandma's back porch and to see the animals and the the cows and the chickens or to Mm -hmm. eat the collard greens or have Mm -hmm. a full-blown dinner for Sunday morning breakfast. They won't know that unless we share those stories. And so I thank you for sharing your piece with us. And if you think about something else and you want to come back for as long as I'm here, the door is open. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Love you. Love you too. And for all of our listeners today, I thank you for joining us on the Legacy of Our African-American Lives podcast. Remember, our stories are oral histories that are created to uplift, empower, and enrich the next generation. Thank you for listening.